Seven Studios. You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network. Paragon Seven Studios. You are listening to the Lance Day Radio Network, featuring sports talk and entertainment excellence, and now a part of the Howard University Radio Network, HUR Voices, Sirius XM Channel 141 family. I am your host, the one and only James Lewis III, and it is always a pleasure to be broadcasting with you coast to coast, globally, and of course on Lance Day Plus, where we podcast every single segment of the show. So all of the hot takes, all of the trash talk, any of the interviews, if you don't catch it on Sirius, you can go to Lance Day Plus and, and everything is on there. Some video content, a lot of, a lot of great stuff on Lance Day Plus. I'm going to start the show today with a non-sports take. So people ask me about my background. And, and before we get started, I greatly appreciate there's so many people that have followed us in our matriculation from the terrestrial show that I do in Nashville, Tennessee. Has been syndicated in D.C. and Atlanta and Seattle, Orlando. And so many people have followed us over to Sirius XM Radio. I'm getting a lot of, of DMs. I'm getting a lot of positive feedback. And we greatly appreciate and want to salute all of those individuals. We, we're trying to build this audience. We're trying to promote the show we're trying to build our relationship with with HR Voices, and we really appreciate the platform. We appreciate everybody that listens, and and I want to thank everybody so much for for the opportunity. And we won't let you down. We're gonna put some really good content out and and have some fantastic interviews con- continuing to come in, and some some really funny and interesting sports takes. But I get a lot of DMs that that ask about, hey, how did you move from starting off on YouTube and you've been on radio for almost 10 years. How are you able to do that while having a day job? And and what are some of the steps that you took? I get that all the time. People are starting their own podcasts and radio shows or infomercials or whatever you're doing to create content. You're on, you're on X, you're on TikTok. You have a counselor, you're a counselor of some sort, a a motivational speaker. People are always asking me, hey, how do you get into this game? How do you flourish in this game? What are some of the steps you took? Can you give me some advice? And the first thing that that I always tell people, I'm like, look, man, I did not go, I did not go to Syracuse. I did not go to one of these fantastic broadcasting schools. I'm not like Mike Tirico. I think Syracuse is the the creme de la creme, which is interesting because if you've ever been to Syracuse on on I-90, they usually half the year there's like three feet of snow on the ground in Syracuse. If you're doing college radio in Syracuse, I assume that you that you're snowed in half the time and you're pulling a lot of all nighters. I guess that's why everybody's so great that comes from Syracuse. You're like you're like Dwayne Wayne, season two on a different world when he was wearing the flip up shades, and and he had his radio show. I think his radio show got canceled. Like they played some profane music. And they canceled it. And they had a they had a student sitting. I'm a big I'm a big a different world fan. One of my favorite shows that my wife and I like to watch. But people are always asking me about my career and and some of the steps that I've taken. I didn't I didn't go to to Syracuse or some major broadcasting school. 
I don't have any homiletic training. There are a lot of pastors that end up doing radio. They have homiletic vocal training over the years. They know how to speak properly. They know how to use proper diction. They know how to speak with a specific cadence. All of that is taught. I, I am, I'm all natural, man. When I sit down in this booth, a lot of people ask me, there's a reason I do some things unconventionally. I usually play the music breaks for 35, 40 seconds. Most people don't do that on radio. The reason I do that is because I really don't know what I'm going to say till I get in the booth and that red button goes off. That red light goes off. And it's go time. So I've learned over the years a lot about this business and and this industry. And fortunately, I I come from a long line of of ministers and, and people that speak for a living. And I grew up listening to a lot of radio. I spent more time listening to the radio as a kid than watching television by far, by a mile. I didn't even have a TV in my room as a kid, but I had a radio. So over the years, I absorbed those things, spent a lot of time studying Limbaugh and studying Hannity, even though I I abhor their politics. But over the years, I spent a lot of time driving around when when I was in sales as a young man, listening to, to sports talk radio and listening to politics radio political radio, and you just learn a lot over the years. And as I started my show, if you and if you listen to my show from, from 9, 10 years ago, definitely not what I am now. There's so many things that you have to learn. One of the biggest things that, that I learn is your content is for the consumer. It's not for you. So when I started this show, I used to talk about stuff that I wanted to talk about, which was fine for me and fine for my audience on YouTube of 22 people. But if you want to expand, if you want to be successful, if you want to have a shot to be on ESPN, you want to have a shot to be on Fox, you want to have a shot to have a wide-scale program that reaches tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of people, you have to understand that content is about your consumer. Who's listening? How do you put shows together? and segments together that actually reach out to your base and get individuals to support you. One of the things I learned when I was in graduate school, and they teach this, they teach this in in graduate school. Historically, and a lot of us face this in in our careers and and even in how we build our networks of friendships and, and how we build our own support system, a lot of us are taught to be B pluses. At everything to be to be a B or a B plus at everything. What's who's better? The person you get you have ten different attributes. They can do ten different things at a B or B plus level, or the one person that they're an A plus at this specific topic, but weaker in a whole lot of areas. And what you learn in business school is that it's better from a consumer standpoint. You would rather be number one in the eyes of ten people than be number two in the eyes of a hundred people. A lot of individuals don't don't understand, that, especially in content creation. You want to have your base. You want to have your people that listen to. They hang on every word that you say. It doesn't matter what you do. You could have a show about sports. You could have a show about entertainment. You could have a show about marriage. You could have a show about movies. You could have a show about politics. You could have a show about travel. You could have a show about healthcare. But you want to be best in class. And that's one of the first pieces of advice I can give someone. Strive to be best in class. If you want to you wanna start a podcast, you want to start a radio show, know what you're talking about, be great at it, and get your base. 
You might have a cult following. You might be the MF Doom of, of podcasters. You might be the Griselda of podcasters. MF Doom, rest in peace. My, my favorite hip-hop artist. You're not going to outsell Drake. He's not going to outsell Jay-Z, but MF Doom has a cult following. People that love his music, anything he puts out, they're going to buy. Anything that Jay Dilla put out, rest in peace, I'm going to buy. Have everything that Jay Dilla's ever put out. Even when they released his instrumentals that he only partially completed because he passed away, I have all of that content. So you want to be the best in somebody's eyes. You want to be somebody's favorite. The other thing about if you want to get into to podcasting, you want to get into radio, you want to get into content creation, you have to understand this. Unless you're Fat Joe or Candace Owens or, or you already have some level of, of cachet and, and you already have a name for yourself, you already have a following, you already have 500,000 followers on, on Instagram, you're not going to make no money doing this for a long time. I didn't, I didn't turn a profit on my show until year six. I was in the red probably 100 racks. Maybe a little bit less than 100 racks, probably like 70 racks. I was in the red on this show for the first six years before I actually had a sponsor come in and write me a six-figure check. It takes a long time to establish. And what you can't do, you can't do a show and be on for three months and then quit and take some time off, and then I'll do another couple of months, and then we're having a baby. I just got a promotion at work, my day job, all of that stuff. You have to be consistent. You got to be out there. It doesn't matter. Your audience expects you to deliver your your listeners don't care if you have a tummy ache they don't care if you have migraines they don't care if you're going through something um emotional you're 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 having beef with your with your significant other they don't care about that other than you know if you lose if you have tragedy in your family you lose someone or serious mental health and physical health problems that's different but you have to be consistent you have to be out there constantly you have to constantly put content out there and it's time consuming and it's not for everybody. And then I think the, the final thing, and it's the most important thing that I learned, you gotta be, you gotta get in and out of your segments. When I first started this show, I did, I would do these long 45 minute rants on the same topic. And I just go on and on and on and on and on. I thought that, I thought that the show, I was like, man, I had a great show today. And it wasn't until I started shortening my segments and, and getting in and getting out and keeping the segments around 10, 11 minutes and going to the break and going to different topics and providing content. I think for me, segmenting uh, from the podcast version that, that we post on Landshade Plus, like I started the show with, putting 10-minute, 12-minute segments up instead of 45-minute segments and, and, and two hours of content, that really helped me. Sometimes less is more. Unless unless you are Tucker Carlson or, or one of these, the the Howard Stern, very few people want to listen to you talk for 120 consecutive minutes. It's just very, very rare in this industry. Even Jim Rome, Cowherd, they repeat. They start they start their their hourly, you know, they're on live for three hours a day, but they start each hour with kind of the same monologue. Because the goal in radio, if you're on live radio, the goal is to get individuals to listen until the next break which kind of leads me to my last comment on on if you're interested in, in getting you always reach out to me at paragon seven studios if you're interested dm me i'll chop it up with you 
But just remember, if you if you want to get into content creation, if you want to have a show, if you want to have a podcast, you want to be successful, always remember, and I've talked about this on the show before, always remember, this stuff is entertainment. Don't take yourself too seriously. Your show is not it's not your life. I see people on on podcasts and regular shows beefing with each other. You see a lot of it in sports talk radio. You got the big host on one network, the big host on the other network. They don't like each other. They're beefing. I remember I remember when I was on on, on ESPN radio in Philadelphia, um, Mike Missinelli was kind of one of the the big wigs. He's probably knocking down like like half an M a year. Big time host. And you had uh, Angelo Cataldi was on the other station, on WIP. So you had Miss Nelly on ESPN and Cataldi on WIP. They didn't like each other. And they would have these wars on radio where they're tearing each other down and all of that stuff. I remember one thing. They bumped into each other at a uh, training camp, at an Eagles training camp. And there were cameras around. People thought they were going to throw hands or argue. Nobody did anything because this stuff is not real. <laughs> You're trying to drive up. You're trying to drive up viewership. You're trying to drive up interest. Nothing is more pretentious. Nothing is more annoying than someone that has a show. They think the show is bigger than what it is. They think they are more important to the to the spectrum of, of the sport that they're covering or the sports plural or topics that they're, that they're covering. They're bigger than the topic. Their opinion is the law. You know, I'm a Colts fan. The Colts won the Super Bowl. Well, let me, that's a long time ago. I'm an Ohio State fan, so if Ohio State wins the national championship, I am the law on college football. Don't do that. Don't take yourself too seriously. Go out, have fun, spend your time, get better, take criticism, and be humble. If you do all of those things and you have the talent, you have a successful podcast. You have a successful radio show. You'll be a success as a content creator. Sirius XM, Channel 141, H2R Voices. Live from the Paragon 7 Studios, you are listening to the Lanch J Radio Network. Paragon, Paragon 7, 7 Studios. We begin searching for ways to not only feed, not only bridge the access to food, but how can we fight disease? Quite naturally, that required, it was a must that we figure out how to get fresh produce, crisp greens, leafy greens, and fruits and herbs and vegetables directly to the front door of those families that needed it the most. And so we finally come out with a solution and we call that Full Cart Fresh. We have teamed up with some of the, the greatest people in America, our American farmers. And through working with a collaborative of farmers across multiple states, we have created Full Cart Fresh. So imagine this, you're at a farm, the produce is picked and prepared and it's boxed in a full cart fresh box at the farm. And then through our shipping and logistics uh, program, we ship directly from the farm, directly to the front door of the most vulnerable families in America. 
We have got families and seniors and children around the country who are hungry and as well as hungry are really managing and coping with serious illnesses and diseases. So come along, help us. Help Feeding Children Everywhere through our Full Cart program and the launch of our new Full Cart Fresh. Help those families in need. Rampage, the first lieutenant of the Universal Flipmo Squad. This man was on the track with LL, with LL and, and, and Big Smiles. That's, that's a legacy. That's hip-hop history right there. I should change it to the Rampage show. James Lewis. I'm not going to do that, though. You crazy. You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network.